0: else that freaks us out at the moment with social media?
1: How they know where I am. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Got Do your it. water?
0: Got your caffeine? Oh uh, yes, all, right. all caffeinated at this point. Welcome to Unallocated Space, a monthly podcast by ArcPoint Forensics, where we speak to DFR experts to learn about their journey to the industry, current challenges, and latest research and wellness. I'm your host, Amy Moles, and joined by co-host Jared Rinberg. And this month, we are joined by David Gonzalez.
2: Hi, I'm Jared. Amy, way to nail that intro. First time (laughs) this season.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Last episode of the season.
2: (laughs) Last episode of the season. Finally got Um, it. For which we're excited to introduce Dave. So since 2016, Dave has been involved in the digital forensics field in both public and private sectors, helping people answer their questions, solve their problems, and most notably, being a jack of all trades. He has many merit badges and when not deciphering RFCs enjoys diving and conserving marine life, hiking through deserts and volunteering. Dave, it's great to have you. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for letting me join your show.
0: So Dave and I actually met through uh, DFIR Twitter. So anybody who's listening, you can meet awesome people like Dave every single day, Um, but I think it's a great way to connect. Uh, So welcome, welcome. I'm glad that you are a very active participant of DFIR Twitter. So, now that we have you on the show and you've been completing digital forensic investigations for quite some time, can you tell us how you got started in the industry?
1: By making a very poor uh, choice. (laughs) 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 So, basically what happened was, is I was supposed to have a night off or whatever, and I ended up canceling that vacation day. Long and short of it is, while I was at work that night, I got involved in a matter, and through the course of being involved in that matter, I got uh, introduced to uh, digital forensics. I'll be completely honest, I was not a tech guy. When I started out, I just thought it was like, Oh, this looks kind of cool and interesting. So I talked to a bunch of people on various social platforms and uh, through networking. And they're like, Hey, you know, this is really something you want to do. We should probably look into taking uh some classes with like at the time it was called guy and software and like obviously the case classes so i ended up getting to find the training passport which was very painful at the time um, you bought it yourself yeah <laughs> so, Way um, be, man. And, uh so i ended up taking like uh their free forensic courses actually while attending one of the classes uh, I had the opportunity to meet with one of your former guests, it's like, oh, you know, if you really want to do this, you should also like learn a thing or two about mobile forensics, right? So I ended up going out and taking the Solvary courses and that basically was how I got my start.
0: <laughs> Who was the person that was our previous guest? John Bezzaro. Oh, nice. Okay.
1: He was in my uh, Computer Forensics two class.
0: So, shout out to John for getting you started.
1: All <laughs> <Yeah>, right.
0: <laughs> so, you haven't always been interested in technology and you kind of like tripped and fell into it. Is that,
1: yeah. Is that right? Yeah, it was kind of like accidental. Um, one of my relatives is uh, like a sysadmin. And I was like, ah, there's no way I ever want to do anything that involves computers. Like, never, right? It's like, Oof. that was a. Those were uh, famous last words, I guess, because... Yeah,
2: look at, look at you now. <laughs>
1: it was like, man, now that's like all that, my life is consumed by computers.
0: <laughs> that's. I feel like that's an understatement for all of us. Our life is consumed by computers, sad.
2: Um, so what did you think you would be doing? Like When you first got introduced to forensics, what were you doing and what, would, what did you think you'd be doing?
1: I was working in government doing investigative work and I figured, oh, I'm just gonna like do this uh, forever. And like computer forensics, it wasn't even like anywhere on the radar. It wasn't even like a thought in my in my mind. And I literally just like kind of was like in, I guess, right place at the right time. And uh, that little spark of like curiosity uh, unwound into uh, a GFR. the
2: research, half a dozen certifications and a whole bunch of I was going to say,
0: the ultimate <laughs> rabbit hole.
1: <laughs>
0: it's like Alice in Wonderland just diving in.
1: <laughs> yeah, you could say it's kind of like falling down a wormhole. I feel like sometimes, like, man, I was like, I have like a very natural, uh, like I have a, natural, a strong natural sense of curiosity and inquisitiveness. And it's just like, some days I wish I you could just like, turn the rain off and like, not like, well, why? Well, why?
0: <laughs> yeah, that yeah. would be nice, especially when you get the why's at like, I don't know, 930, 1030,
1: 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> All right. Or 2 o'clock in the morning when you're like perusing like DFR Twitter, and you're like, oh man, I was like, I should go write this down. I got to follow up on this. later.
0: <laughs> I know I have a really bad habit of when I get on Twitter, I was like, oh, I'm only going to just you know, quickly swipe through everything and see what's going on. And then it's like two hours later, I'm like, oh, I need to put this away.
1: Yeah, right. I need to do
0: something else. Um, so are you currently working on any special projects or conducting any special research at the moment?
1: Right now I'm wrapping up a uh, rare process, but uh, I guess the main thing that I'm focused on right now is, uh, going down the wormhole of like mobile device, malware and malware in general. It's just something that like fascinates me. Um, back when I was taking, I was taking a SANS course back, uh, it was like twenty twenty one. It was a very long time ago. And one of the instructors, uh, Chad Tilbury, uh, was talking to us. He made a comment about like how, when, uh, you think about advanced for this advanced persistent threats. They're really actually just humans, just like you and I. And during that course, I got like a a little taste of like exposure to reverse engineering. When we were talking about like code injection, I kind of like, was like, oh, this looks like fun. I was like, I wonder where this (laughs) this could take me. (laughs) So that's what I'm currently working on at the moment.
0: How long have you been working on that for?
1: I kind of like fell into it, say like fall last year. So not too long. So it's it's just fascinating to like keep on pulling like the threads um to see like oh well this is a, like an interesting like call or api is like <laughs> it's like i wonder what this does <laughs> it's like it's so easy to get like lost in the details that um at times you can just like it's like oh man i'm in so deep what ways off <laughs>
2: What experiences set you up to go down the path of mobile malware? Was there like certain courses that stand out to you or just a general interest research? I think a little bit
1: more uh just curiosity. Self-directed. Yeah. I mean I had exposure to mobile device malware when I was taking like a mobile security class and taking a mobile for, obviously in like my mobile forensics coursework. Um it's just something like fascinated me because Uh, Mobile devices are just so ubiquitous in society that it's to me it's just it's where I see the world going at some point to more heavily invested in like mobile computing. So I don't know. (laughs) I guess it's just another rabbit. (laughs) Yes, I hear it's very popular. Yes, it's it's it's, it's fun because like it's like a challenge. You have to draw like the puzzle pieces together um and work in reverse so yeah it's 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 a it's a little uh hobby i, I would say
0: <laughs> so what um what resources do you use to help with your projects
1: um so there's so many resources out there um there's like the dfr discord there's twitter um there's a lot of podcasts um on like security engineering from time to time <laughs> I'll be crying as I read RC. <laughs> it's just, the typeface is just so hard to read. <laughs> the, the internet has just put like just petabytes of, of information at our, at our, at our fingertips uh, that it's, I guess to choose your own adventure, like see where the road takes you. Um, so uh, yeah, I guess those would be the resources that I'm currently using. I also like get a lot of like, uh, ideas from, uh, seeing what other people are doing. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, I really liked how you put the APT, like APTs are just humans. I really, really like that. It kind of like brings it down where it doesn't seem as overwhelming or intimidating to like jump into that type of work.
1: So it's funny cause like, you know, obviously like the big, uh, like buzzwords, like AI and machine learning, but like at some point along the line, they, there was a human programming something. So, yeah. I mean, unless, I was like, unless the machines are passing the Turing tests and are self aware. <laughs>
2: Not yet. Soon. <laughs> soon. <Very> soon.
0: <laughs> so, as a jack of all trades and staying current in all of the things that you're doing right now, um, how do you avoid getting overwhelmed or like burned out by all the information coming in?
1: it is so hard (laughs) um uh i try i actually spend the better part of my life on excel um and have like my life (laughs) mapped out in excel (laughs) um selling like like, calendars like i'm very like disciplined to all right it's five o'clock in the afternoon all right i'm gonna read something before i go uh work out or go running uh, so in order to like prevent, I guess, burning out, so to speak, my, my recommendation would be like to be organized, schedule stuff, especially the stuff that you don't like to do, because <laughs> if it's not scheduled, you don't send like set, like a reminder, there's probably like, you're not going to follow up on it and that's just human nature. I mean, everyone has stuff that they don't like to do, so, um, basically like maintaining like a solid schedule and setting those like boundaries, because I am terrible about like FOMO and if you're missing out, <laughs> I have my phone and computer with me like everywhere I go, <laughs> just because I'm like, Oh no, what if something bad happens? And I'm like away. <laughs> and it's so funny. Cause like I have a phenomenal supervisor. Who's like very big on making sure that like, we're all looking out for each other and that we're not like getting like overused and like rotating people around but it's just like still it's like, you have know, that fear that like oh my gosh i'm gonna like go somewhere and something really bad is gonna happen and they're gonna need me or they're gonna need some piece of information that I have. so
0: it'll be the one time you don't have your phone on you that you get that that email
1: <laughs> that yeah, you need right. to
0: respond to <laughs>
2: Yeah, and I'm like, um, yeah. so the, I'm, I'm curious about the spreadsheet, Yeah, uh, what kind of information do you put in
1: there, and how are you using that to, to track the workflow? So like, um, I set out like, on, so on Sunday night, when I do like my meal prep Sunday, I also do like my scheduling for the week. Uh, so what I do is basically I lay out a grid. Of stuff that are non-negotiable that I have to that I have to do, uh, whether that be work, fitness, and then when I look at that, I was like, "All right, I have X amount of minutes here, I have X amount of minutes there, um, so that's basically free time that I can allocate to uh, working on stuff, whether it be reading, um, listening to podcasts while I'm working, or so yeah." that's Being a really
0: interesting way of doing it yeah
1: I don't know like, it's interesting because um one of my family members is like very organized they're the one that I got the, orga- the organization genes from and by doing that it takes off the I guess I don't want to say stress but um by having stuff planned out it makes it easier to adjust to uh, like little like inconveniences. So I was
0: going to say, I use a passion planner that breaks out my day and week, like by the hour. And then I have um, in there, it has like three different sections for your to-do list or your priorities. And there's like your top priorities, the stuff that you would like to get done and the stuff that would be nice to get done. Right? Yeah. Um, and that helps me because at the top of each day, it says, this is my focus area. So like for my to-do list, it's like, my focus has to be this one item has to get done today. So it definitely helps, but I'm terrible because there's a work one and then there's a personal side. I never fill out my personal side, which is super unhealthy.
1: <laughs> it's so funny because I tell people, I was like, take my wall, do not take my OneNote. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: I love one (laughs) note.
1: It's like so I know you're talking about like the passion planner. That's basically like what I use to like map out what I wanna accomplish. Because I know that if I don't map it out, there's a very low probability of me completing something. (laughs) Just because I know I'm not gonna budget the time for it or I'm gonna allow someone to be like, oh hey, I need help. I was like, okay. I'm like the sort of person that's like, oh, you need help? Sure, yeah, no worries, I'll jump in, help. So yeah. it's about setting those boundaries in like all phases, whether it be personal life or uh, your professional life. So Absolutely. I prefer the reactionary panic methodology, <laughs> where every day is a surprise,
2: and you never know what you're going to get.
0: So I you forgot to tell you, in the Passion Planner, I have a section that says Jared's freak out right here. <laughs> Carve out three hours.
2: That's how so we deal with it. <laughs> I am curious. I'm always trying to find new ways to keep myself on task. Um, you have your phone with you all the time. How do you keep from going down an Insta reel rabbit hole and and losing oh. an hour of life <laughs> over and over and over? Not
1: mad about it. Uh, I don't know. I've been down those uh, social media. Uh, I guess like. Rabbit holes where it's like, oh, you, you might want to look at this. I'm like, wow, this is so fascinating. They're burning cottonwood off some guy's lawn. Like, this is <laughs> You're right. I did want to look at that. <laughs> I, was Spot like, on. I was like, oh my gosh, this is fascinating. <laughs> so, um, yes, yeah, honestly, having having mobile devices <laughs> can be good and can can be bad. Um, it's good in the sense that. Uh, it gives me the opportunity to learn more than I probably would because, um, you can bring MP3s or podcasts or recordings with you and you can listen to it in the car or listen to it while you're working out. Um, but it's also bad because if you, you don't, um, set that boundary, then, uh, you can just becomes controlling of your life. Yeah and they, i mean they've got an
2: army of people and machine learning science behind keeping you distracted right sure. And you're up against that i still haven't found a, a, a good way to do it cuz i like sit down and be like oh you know mental break but 20 minutes in i'm like this feels like mental atrophy instead it's
1: it's so funny because i'll be on social media or i'll be browsing the internet and I, it's just fascinating the whole back end that's going on in the background to curate <laughs> What you're what you're browsing and looking at just like man, that'd be so fascinating just like oh, so, it would, yeah yeah just like see how like what algorithms are being used to like curate your your search results
2: yeah and to get an inside scoop on some of the 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 tests that they run yeah and the the social experiments and stuff because i know i think i'm pretty sure facebook admitted to this one but they were testing uh, negative messages on people to see uh-huh. how it would impact their mood,
1: and yeah, yeah it's just like
2: more negative negative messages people got in their feed, they just yeah. became like upset and bothered and irritant and irritated, easily
1: irritated. And
0: did they really have to do an experiment on that? I feel like that's pretty self explanatory. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that it seems pretty like Anna <laughs> doom scrolling yeah. through, seems pretty
0: straightforward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think we need to do research on that. It's just like. Here it is. If you say negative things all day or see negative things all day, you're gonna be in a crap mood. <laughs> yes, Way to go, Facebook. True. Way to go.
2: <laughs> Hindsight, right? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. They're like, all right, check the box, verified.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy. I'm, I'm sure what kind of what they can do from a, um, I don't know, social graph, social economic perspective. I hope for sure.
0: <laughs> 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 disturbing. <laughs> so we're going to talk about anything else that freaks us out at the moment with social media
1: uh, mm. how they know where i am <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh yeah dude you can't escape it anymore it's like
1: it's so funny because like i actually will, like turn off the location on my phone and i'm like Man, I feel like a bad person because this is what, like a bad person would do. But it's like, <laughs> just don't. Like, I just want like to be left alone by like Google and Facebook and like all those like companies. Can you just let me just like be alone, like enjoy enjoy your platform? Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah I don't want to be tracked. It's
1: yeah, <laughs> like you don't you don't need to know that I'm in the bathroom right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't need to know my
1: every yeah, heard move. They could predict that. Like, yeah, when you're gonna eat, when you're gonna use the bathroom. As like, and coming from, like, the forensic perspective of, like, seeing some of the stuff that comes in, like, the returns, you're just like, what? Like, they got it down to, like, six feet? (laughs) Totally creeped
0: out now. (laughs) Yeah, so since we're all freaked out about social media now and wound up about, you know, the anxiety in us and being tracked everywhere. Um, yeah. I know from our chats and on Twitter, you have brought in grounding. Um, I don't really know what grounding, like the technique of grounding is. So can you kind of explain what that is and what it means to be grounded and the benefits?
1: So from like high level, uh, grounding is basically uh, focusing your energy to de-stress um, or unwind in order to prepare yourself to do something or just calm down. Um, so it's kind of funny how this all came about. Uh, I was watching a Yankee game, I think it was like a Sunday afternoon, like August, and one of the um, players for the Yankees, Matt Carpenter, was wandering the outfield, well, I thought he was wandering the outfield, reading like from like a book. So it's just like, what is this? Uh, and then they had like a sideline interview, and basically what the reporter was explaining is that um, uh, to prepare for games, he Basically focuses through walking around while re- while reading, and I was like, "Huh." Oh. So, I went down one of those like terrible Google rabbit holes and started reading about it. Um, and it's like, "Oh, you know, this is kind of cool." And it's like, "Oh my gosh!" It's like, DFIR is such like an intense field for for many because you're making decisions that ultimately are going to affect the outcome of whether it's someone's employment status, uh, potentially their liberty or just the general welfare of a community that you're protecting. So at times it can be very uh, stressful. And I thought one that I I got the idea is like, oh, you know what? Like this could be like a really good thing for people because, you know, that's kind of a good strategy to avoid burning out from obviously a very intense profession. So grounding can be done like many ways. It could be maybe like reciting a mantra, reading, Walking around. So basically, the the goal is to focus your energy so that you can be uh, calm, and in turn, be by being calm, you become more productive. That's interesting um, because it it
2: takes intentionality to find like what brings you back to an emotionally neutral state. I think, and if you don't set out to be like, hey, I'm going to figure this out and find like my happy ground, and yeah. then I'm going to have a plan to. Get me back to that state on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's an interesting concept. So I'd heard about grounding before in the sense of like physical contact with the earth, basically energy grounding. Yeah. Um, or there's like grounding mats and stuff that people do, but it sounds like there's yeah the concept of emotional grounding. Yeah, it makes sense.
0: Yeah, it does. It's really interesting. I I don't know if I do anything that would be technically considered grounding. Sometimes I tell myself it's going to be okay about 50 times in a row. So maybe that's my mantra. <laughs> it's okay. It's, it's okay. okay.
1: It's, okay. <laughs> it's okay.
0: Start petting myself. <laughs> no, um, no I, I guess I get up every morning and I go and work out. And when I come back, I make myself like a latte and I will just sit in the dark by myself and just sometimes with my eyes closed drinking that. And I feel like that's my only Moment of peace for their whole day. And maybe that's my grounding yeah. technique. I don't know But that's usually how I start my day, which makes me sound like a totally antisocial <laughs> mole in the ground, but <laughs> it's
1: so funny because one of the other things that like they talk about is like breathing exercises Which kind of brought me back to the whole, like tactical breathing that we were taught. So I was just like I, like It was it's was kind of like fascinating to me because so like one of my hobbies is like aviation and i'm a terrible person i watch like air disasters on that geo all the time <laughs> and like they all they talk about is like human performance and i'm like man how can i like perform? Like it just like fascinates me how they like go down the rabbit hole of, like how this person was uh their, their human performance was affected so that's why the whole ground thing is kind of like been like a side thing that's kind of just interested me to like better understand uh how i can be a better person so yeah
0: so what are some techniques that you do for grounding
1: i have like a couple things like i said like i i learned tactical reading in my government job <laughs> um, i feel like it's
0: really important actually
1: yeah uh, which helps a lot especially when you're in the middle of an engagement because usually when you're in the middle of engagement everyone the, the house is on fire and it's just like all right. Take a deep breath. Like, we're gonna figure out a strategy, and then we're gonna um, work through this. Uh, so it, that's where it's most present. But then, like, I also do like um, like go go for like walks in the morning before I get um, uh, go to work. And by walks, I mean risk runs for like three to five miles. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean for me, I find that like physical fitness uh is how I uh can get focused and like locked in. So yeah, it's from what I've like discovered, it's there it's it's what fits the the person as opposed to being more like a rigid like uh I guess like protocol. So
0: yeah, just like going so, with the flow of things.
1: Which is ironic for like STEM professionals and like DFR people who are used to like following, like, you have to do X, Y, and Z stuff. And so if you don't do X, Y, and Z stuff, X, Y, and Z bad things is going to happen. So it's like, <laughs> it's weird. It's, like, it's just like, you know, you know I'm just going to enjoy just like just CrossFit Wad and like getting pulled into the ground.
0: <laughs> yeah. When you say tactical breathing, um, so the only tactical breathing exercise that I'm I'm familiar with is box breathing. You yeah. guys, do you know what that is? So um, you inhale for four or count is. a four and then hold for four, breathe out for four, hold for four, and then start over. Um, I was actually taught that uh, in college.
1: Wow.
0: <laughs> yeah, my entire system it's funny because i went to school for digital forensics and my entire system crashed during my capstone and i showed up <laughs> in my advisor's office and i was like i can't breathe right now and he's like what happened and i told him what had happened and he's like okay it's fine like you're a digital forensics student like we'll just recover it and i was like i can't eat like this is due in like six hours and it's 40 pages (laughs) i can't get it together (laughs) so he was like we're gonna do this thing called box breathing do you know what that is and i was like no
1: (laughs) it's so i just thought that was like the most effective thing because like when i was in like a pox if year old i found that like getting people to like slow their their breathing down could help them calm down and like then you could help them work out their problems. So yeah, I mean, uh, sometimes I think it's like a little out there, but like,
0: no, there's uh, all sorts of like science behind it.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I, it it just fascinates me how like you can like regulate your your heart rate and like your physiology. So
0: so there is oh, this yeah. little device that um, you can wear on your finger. It's called HeartMath, um, or it's made by HeartMath and it will tell you like different there's three different indicator lights on it and it will tell you when you're um elevating your heart rate before you even feel it going up or down which is really interesting so that way you can kind of be a little bit more familiar with like what is getting you riled up or what's triggering that emotion or you know um to, to basically train yourself on that impulse control to bring it back down and and grounded, I guess, would be the best way to put it. Reground it's, yourself.
1: <laughs> it's interesting. So like as I was saying before, like I'm really into like scuba diving. And one of like the interesting things that one of my scuba diving instructors was telling us about is that like, you know, when people get in trouble, usually the first thing they run out of is air. And he's like, um, so just be cognizant of like how the rate at which you're breathing. And it's like, huh. like so now when i'm like under the water like i constantly think about it i was like man am i am i like spraying too
0: fast
1: (laughs) have you done any free diving no i haven't (laughs) okay i
2: haven't either but i think it's pretty fascinating because like talk Mm -hmm. about controlling your breathing and then controlling your body and the three divers and like there's a some kind of like some kind of shock state that their body goes into basically as they dive and they can just go way down standard for a
1: while it just that just like like spellbinds me because you'll see these people dive for like like hundreds of meters and i'm like a breath and you're like what oh yeah it's like, like i can't hold my breath for like more than like 10 seconds <laughs> <laughs> yeah i want to pass out
2: <laughs> have you heard of uh wim hof uh no okay he's um i think he's known as the ice man but he does a ton of like the breathing stuff and trying to control the body um and i think it's been a while since i've seen some of this stuff but his claims are that you can actually fight infections just through like basically psychological control and like telling your body how to do that and i i I think i was watching him on something he's like all right we're gonna do this exercise it's gonna take like i don't know six minutes or something like that and it was how long can you hold your breath and i think without having practiced in a long time i could probably hold my breath for like 20 seconds yeah and then um and i've gotten up to like you know, maybe a minute or so, or whatever. He's like, all right, we're gonna do this. And then you're gonna be able to hold your breath for, I think it was maybe two minutes, something like that. I was like, there's no way, no way I can do that without having like practice for a couple of days to work my way, way up to that. Um, but I, so I was like, all right, I'll just try it. And um, after a few minutes, it just went right into two minutes and the two minutes went by, I felt like i keep going. Yeah, it was crazy.
0: Well, that explains a lot of our meetings, Jared. I was wondering why you're holding your breath the whole time. Yes. <laughs> it's like turning blue in the face. <laughs> oh my gosh. So what you're basically, so we are talking about like avoiding burnout and grounding and, you know, how that relates to your job and, and the stuff that we are doing in your career field. So we hear the term operational readiness a lot, right, in the workplace. Do you think that this is related in terms of like how grounding relates to job? Op- like in all aspects of our life?
1: Um, I think so. Um, So going back to what I was telling you about earlier, I was taking like a SANS course like last year. Um, And during the the course chapter, was talking about the team sport of DFIR. And I was like, oh, it was like an epiphany. I was driving down uh, the highway to the shore, and I was just like oh my gosh this makes so much sense now and i was just like (laughs) um but yeah so uh in terms of like operational readiness uh i look at it as i i have an obligation or responsibility to be able to help my colleagues be able to help my family be able to help um the community that like I'm responsible for. So if I'm not in, if I'm not fit or if I'm not, or i not fit, but if I'm not healthy, if you can stay in a good state of mine, or if, then I can't be that asset to help people out. So that's why like be being in DFR has taught me how to load balance and how to set like boundaries. Um, because I'm like very like caring and helping person. So like, if you ask for help, I'll probably say yes. <laughs> I will not help you dispose of illegal and contraband items, but
0: I will. <laughs> That's where you draw the line, got it. All right, I'm just gonna make a note of that real quick. <laughs> hey
2: Dave, can you help me get rid of these rugs? They're a little heavy. <laughs> what is that stain on that rug?
0: <laughs> Nothing, don't worry about it. <laughs>
1: Should I just get the bottle of <laughs> But no, so like, yeah, I'm very like, um, very focused on like helping, like obviously like I volunteer and stuff. So um, ha- being like physically fit and I guess mentally awake and morally straight or something that like, I guess going back to when I was in like scouting as a kid it was always like drilled into us that like, you had to embrace all of those three like tenants um, and they all work together. Um, so yeah, I consider that operational readiness, not just like, oh, do you know this command line or do you know what this artifact does? Um, it's a more holistic uh, approach to wellness, whether that be making time to go to the gym, uh, being organized, uh basically putting yourself in a better situation to have overall overall better health
0: i mean it makes sense right Mm -hmm. like if you're if you're not in the right headspace, how can you do your job or be able to effectively help other people
1: Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. it's um like when i was in like public safety they were like they'd be like whatever's going on outside of work you need to check it out the door like it's you need to be focused on the task at hand. Um, So yeah, to to me I bring a similar mindset to um, the work I'm doing in DFR because if I'm not focused on the task at hand uh, then that increases the likelihood of uh, a human performance uh, failure. So. Yeah, absolutely. Really, it sounded really cold.
0: <laughs> no, I think it was really good. It did not sound cold. No. This is serious not, stuff. Yeah, here. it, it is very true, space. Like, staying
2: healthy and emotionally healthy so that you can, yeah, be available. It's, yeah. 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 Very, very true.
0: And like I, going back I, to burnout, we, Jared and I had talked about this, right? Yeah. Is like when you feel burned out, I think a lot of people are like, oh, I need a weekend to like get it together and like recoup and stuff like that. When people say burnout, they mean like pushing their mental limits to the point where they're having a breakdown or it's going to take weeks or months or even years sometimes to recover. And I don't think people realize the the serious impact that can have on you like over time, right? It's not just taking a time out on a weekend. (laughs) It's like practicing it every single day.
1: Yeah. Like I'm extremely fortunate. I I consider myself extremely fortunate because like my supervisors like, Phenomenal about that stuff because he's like, yeah, you, you need to take like a vacation every quarter. Um, you can't just like let your vacation days (laughs) accrue like I do. I
0: need someone Um, to force me on vacation.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because, um, if you don't get away from it, uh, it just becomes like a cumulative effect. Um, Mm -hmm. and you just aren't fresh when you need to be fresh um so yeah i i know that sounds kind of like corny or whatever but um yeah if you're not fresh and not ready you're ultimately i almost say like a liability but yeah um, it makes it harder for the the team as a whole to perform yeah yeah i was
2: talking to uh somebody um before the big tech companies and they have a mandatory policy across their organization that every day there's certain hours where nobody's allowed to schedule meetings and friday after two or after one nobody's allowed to schedule meetings and the idea being that it gives it forces everybody to have time to work on things that they need to work on and then on friday you're getting ready to go in the weekend if nobody has meetings friday afternoon it lets you get
1: those things done so that you don't have to work on the weekend i gotta tell you so my family's from spain in spain they have siesta during the day oh i need that yeah uh, <laughs> like just like yeah that'd, that'd be pretty nice
0: <laughs> i just need a good solid hefty lunch and a nap in the middle of the day every
1: day it's so funny because like i meal prep and i'm like but then like, next to my meal prep, I'll have like, candy. That's fine. <laughs> I'm a sugar ass. I feel like that falls right
0: into grounding, right? <laughs> Put a piece of candy in your mouth, be present, enjoy that. <laughs> Move forward. <laughs> Obviously, I feel like grounding, grounding for me is food related. The, the,
2: I feel like the grounding for me now has become the guilt I feel after eating all the sugar. <laughs> I told myself <laughs> I wasn't going to eat. It's like, oh, hey, uh, this is normal. Yeah, this is, this is how my normal feels. <laughs>
0: no Jared. i think that's just guilt still i mean we <laughs> gotta work on that The guilt and grounding <laughs> two just very another, things.
1: especially now that like we're in like towards the end of the year with the holidays coming up and like can you become so much more easily accessible
2: <laughs> dude i know i went for lunch and there's this little hot dog stand down the road it's Colombian hot dogs it's amazing they had these donuts from this local bakery i was just like i it took everything i had not to get one of those donuts
0: just one <laughs> just one <laughs>
2: there were two that i wanted and I, I walked away with none wow but it took a lot of it took a lot of convincing myself
0: i'm actually really
1: impressed you, you know what i tell you it's this, it's the small wins that build up the big victory so like those like tiny wins are i was like oh i'm not i'm not gonna cave into the temptation and it's very easy <laughs> but,
2: well and i think too that it builds on itself um, like as you start to do things where you you know win a little bit here, and the next time you win a little bit, you start to get the mindset that you can or will win at these things, and so
1: okay. it, it kind of cascades right. over like, time. You just build that um, I guess win, that mindset that you can go from being like, all right, bad things are going to happen to me. There's nothing I can do. It's out of my control. Uh, as like no matter whatever, or you could be like, all right, you know what? I'm going to fight. Um, and through fighting and winning those small battles, you start climbing mountains and you're like, Ew. I gotta tell you, every time i like, I've, I look back, I'm like, I'm really doing this job. Like, I don't like, I don't have, uh, um, a degree in digital forensics. I'm quote on what they say are quote unquote, new collar. Uh, so like all my education came through putting myself through like certifications and being like, Oh my gosh, I'm never going to get this. I was like, I don't understand this concept. So yeah, I think the whole idea of building that, I guess, winning mentality through small victories. you don't have to, you don't have to like make these like big, like grand, like, um, I guess, like accomplishments. It's, all right. Uh, today I'm gonna succeed at doing X, Y, and Z. All right, cool. Tomorrow I'm gonna build off of that um, to to see that A, B, C. So yeah, it's the small it's the small victories that accumulate on top of each other. are like, oh man, I'm sitting on top of a mountain right now. Ooh, how, how did I get here?
0: <laughs> I'm so high up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that that's an intangible skill that a lot of people don't focus on enough yeah. is like being able to celebrate that. So one of the things that is helpful for me is like if I'm having an off day where I feel like I'm getting nothing done out of the week, I will look at all of the things that I've already marked off as done and be like, oh, I actually did quite a bit this week. Maybe I can tone it down a little bit and celebrate the things that I already did as a job well done and give myself a little bit
1: of a break. So yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's just like the region that I come from, but like the whole, like, I'm very competitive and the whole concept of like being like really good, if not like the best is like a driving factor. Um, it's not even for like the external validation. It's more like the internal motivation of like, all right, there's a challenge ahead of me. Uh, I'm going to go out and I'm going to like, do what I need to do to, to overcome this challenge. Um, at times that can be a little bit daunting cause you just like throw yourself and it comes just like captivating or all encapsulating of your life and you're like, man, this isn't really good. I was like, hope this ends so soon. <laughs> That's why going back to what I was saying before is that it's the small building blocks that build your career whether that's like all right today I'm gonna learn I don't know a few PowerShell commandlets. Um tomorrow I'm gonna learn I don't know an RFC. I'm gonna learn learn how DNS works. (laughs) Like uh, read page two of that RFC. (laughs) You're so brutal. I was just like like, (laughs) you're in like just like the typeface is just so hard to read. And it's just like it's like that's honestly the hardest part. Like I'll end up what usually ends up happening is like I'll read it and then I'll go over to YouTube to watch someone like explain it to me. <laughs> and it's just like I probably should just watch the video ahead of time because I know myself well enough at this point that like, I'm not gonna be able to like I'm a visual learner. So like I'm gonna have to have someone like make a, a video <laughs> and explain it to me.
0: No, that's important to know it's been about yourself
2: too. It's been a while since i read an RFC, but when I used to read RFCs, I'd have to be like, all right, this is happening. You know, <laughs> i to look at this thing like three times. It's just like, no distractions. Here we go.
0: Mentally prepare yourself. Were you yeah. doing box breathing before you went into it, Jared?
1: I should have. It's so funny because it's like the foundation of like, the internet basically and you know energy. it is and you're like oh my gosh this is painful
2: but then once you get through it it's like i don't know i always felt like
1: i knew just like everything made so much more sense after you get through and it. it's just like one of my first one of my, the first things i did when i started the at the organization i'm currently at is my supervisor made me read which rsc it was um And it was honestly like, I literally the entire time was like, man, did I bite off too much more, uh, too much? Like, am I even over my head? Like, then like, like over time, like I I got through the material and I was like, man, like you're that much like smarter. I was like, oh, nice little small win, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) So now you can like talk intelligently and solve a problem like a lot easier. (laughs) It's like, I'm very thankful that like, I went through the process of having to like, for free to RCs, in hindsight.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, is there any other intangible skills that you think is important for folks to consider besides the technical ones?
1: Um, Willingness to do jobs other people don't wanna do. Um, You will get ahead so much by doing jobs that other people don't wanna do and doing it enthusiastically um because people will take notice that you're the type of person that uh they can re- rely on uh that and just having like a strong work ethic in general uh yep. probably yep. will get you farther or than like, i know people that are like have like phenomenal technical skills but they don't have like the the drive so it's just like you're just like man I wish I could put that to it like growing up i was always the person i would be like i was like oh i'm okay with like a b like eh. and then my sister would go for like the, the a and she'd be so upset because she's like she's like you're wasting your potential <laughs> she's like you're capable of an a i was like eh. i was like it wasn't until like later that i learned how to get that like work ethic or not work ethic but Um, that internal drive. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, being, having good interpersonal skills, um, having a strong work ethic, being willing to do (laughs) jobs other people don't want to do. Um, yeah, I think that's what will set you apart. (laughs) So what is a
0: job that you did that no one else wanted to do? Can you share that with us?
1: i felt that one coming
0: <laughs> sorry i kind of set it up
1: <laughs> so, one time uh i had to jump it was like the middle of the summer so i don't know if you're familiar but in like the northeast the summer can get very humid um so it was like 95 degrees plus humidity, yeah. and i was in the dumpster looking for for evidence <laughs> so i'm like so i'm gross. In, the dumpster, <laughs> in the dumpster or whatever right and uh so i started some sort of few of my colleagues or whatever and then like my late uh chief comes by and he sees like my blonde hair above like just like popping a head above like the line of the dumpster and he's like it's in there and he's like "Yeah." they're like yeah he is <laughs> and so we got out of the car and came over and he's like it's like i really appreciate like the dedication he's like and commitment to get to solving it this is like it was like i don't think you need to spend the entire day in the dumpster it's a little hot out here
0: <laughs> i can't imagine so, what the smell was
1: i will say that like People like make fun of me because like I have a hard time smelling stuff. Um, <laughs> well in this dude, case it you're worked perfect out. For the job. <laughs> like, um so yeah, um I mean don't get me wrong, it's probably pretty bad. Like, but um yeah. Doing well, going 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 like the extra mile and like doing like the stuff that um people are like, oh no, that's too hard or I don't want to do that. That's like I mean that that was when I I ended up getting promoted shortly thereafter that and that was basically one of the reasons why they said I was getting promoted because it was like because I did stuff that other people didn't want to do. Oh
0: my gosh. They're like, this one deserves promotion because he went dumpster diving when it was like 95 degrees out and it really actually felt like 108.
1: Yeah.
2: Jokes on that. There were donuts. There were donuts. (laughs)
1: No, no, they were tacos. <laughs> oh, we are TV painting.
0: TV? We are painting a picture. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. All right, so we are going to go right into Experts Reacts. Okay.
2: Okay, so this is a scene from uh, season eight of Castle. I've never seen Castle, but it seems like there's some hacking and stuff going on, and. <laughs> Since uh, you've done a lot of incident response, I figured it would be interesting to uh, to see this play out. <laughs> There's some some pretty epic stuff in here. It's about uh, three minutes. So a little bit longer of a, a clip, but it's just this one clip. Um, and it's got gems all the way to the end. So incident response, here we go.
0: System
1: breach,
2: oh. firewall one. We got a problem. What? Someone synced a rat to one of my servers. A uh, remote access tool. We're being hacked.
1: It, by locks I don't know. But we've been so careful. How could they find us? They haven't found well, us yet. They. Just cracked the outer firewall. system. I'll start an
2: intrusion inspection and find out who our rat is.
1: Hmm.
0: This is good. Uh oh. They're onto us. They're trying to track
1: our IP address. Can okay, you stop it? No. I can slow him down. It's coming from inside the city, trying to narrow it down.
2: Coming from inside the house. Starting Counter Strike.
0: Oh man, this is getting intense.
2: Launch countermeasures. Cat videos. Uh (laughs) What (laughs) the hell? I mean, it is the great distraction, right? Good, but I
1: am better.
0: Videos that doesn't seem like locks at. Who would do that?
1: We're about to find out.
0: That bed. There's
1: only so, one I'm person that sorry, I'm just gonna cap find some of my most
0: anonymous people. I feel like you would do
1: no, cat videos. we've only got two
2: of the boxes. <laughs> oh,
1: blinky boxes. Hot, hot.
2: <laughs> Come on, <I've> got it. <laughs> That's it.
1: Castle's office. He must be working with Haley. She's know. got the skill set for this, and she is about to breach our firewall. If she does, they'll have instant access to our entire investigation.
0: No, 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 no. That's going to put a target on Castle's back. We have to stop. Don't the
1: the
2: firewall breach as it's being attacked just like a percentage going up. <laughs> <Anyway. laughs>
0: wait, that's not how that
1: works. She's calling it? Let's see how much she knows. <laughs> hey, hey, babe. Change your mind about tonight? Uh, you know, uh, tonight's still not gonna work, but what about right now? Feel like steaming up your office? My
2: office? That sounds great. I'm, uh, sort of in the middle Cripping of something that right last
0: Really? That's too bad, because I'm right downstairs. <laughs>
1: downstairs downstairs yeah i can be up in 10 seconds 10
2: seconds is not long at all hang 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 on one second oh. we gotta show the town. she's gonna walk in the front door
1: No, oh. she's lying her phone is pinging from queens
2: <laughs> she's already traced the phone she knows it's us who's hacking her obviously it's all part of the same network
1: she's, Sorry that, is just so good. Off my pants you coming up he knows i'm lying hey uh you know what <laughs> Something just came up.
2: Plans change. Sure, you know where to find me.
1: Okay.
0: Sounds
2: like a healthy relationship. Shoot how much. I could launch a cyber nuke, but it'll completely fry his system. Oh the cyber nuke. He's got a backup system <laughs> at home. Is that a go for launch?
1: Yes. Full oh. <laughs> just happened armageddon i'm afraid this is flat. so
0: corny <laughs> <laughs> armageddon i'm afraid
1: Sorry. 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 Where, where do we get one of those cyber nukes i
0: don't know we need one <laughs> <laughs> <I'm saying. laughs>
1: exactly.
0: i feel like the next time you have a meeting that you don't want to be in like cyber nuke <laughs> bye <laughs>
1: I'm just, laughing. there's just too much in that.
0: That was a lot. That was. It was when. It so was I lot. haven't seen Castle in a while, but when did it? When what? When did it come out? Does anyone
1: know? That was season. Eight.
2: Yeah. Oh man, I love the comments on this video. It's uh we got one here. As an NSA agent, I concur. This is accurate. <laughs> the only thing missing is buckle say- cracking before I launching the cyber nukes.
0: <laughs> True. oh that's good i'm a
2: professionally licensed cat video watcher and i can confirm that these were indeed beyond a reasonable point of doubt catching those videos it's
1: so funny it's like i think there's like a website out there that's all like the 400 400 errors and it's just pictures of cats doing things (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah so that's not how
0: any of that works Is that just so that we're clear?
1: (laughs) I like that they like just traced the um, did that like that that trace like so easily? I was like, man, it was like
2: (laughs) IP address and cell phone. I traces in one three minute segment.
1: I was just like, I was like, whoa, it's like, you mean (laughs) it's like you didn't have to plot it out manually? What? (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, that's why I was just like. I thought the funniest part, though, was like the, per- the firewall percentage breach. I was just like, I was laughing.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I love that, and it's just got them
1: stacked like
2: one firewall
1: leads to the next firewall leads to the next firewall. <laughs> that was too funny, but I still think the cyber nuke is <laughs> the That was best. my
2: favorite. I, I when I found the clip and I got towards the end, I was like, oh, this is a bit long. And they're like, I can
1: launch a cyber nuke. I
2: was like, yes, this is it. <laughs> this is the one. <laughs>
1: You know what the cybernetic is, Jared? It's just a runkey. <laughs> it's 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 run oh. <laughs> oh.
0: I like the comments too on the video. Is there more? What are What are some other gems on there? Oh,
2: yeah, there are some more. Um, as a dentist, as a dentistry student, I can confirm this whole scene is extremely accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. They just keep going. As an infosec student, this is accurate. <laughs> Except for the only inaccurate part, where no one is wearing a black hoodie.
0: Oh, true. <laughs> yeah. Where's where the uniform?
1: <laughs> Whoa. None of them have stickers on their laptops. Yeah, um,
0: this is this is total BS is, now.
1: That that is, garbage. That's so <laughs> not. That's not interesting <laughs> <stock at all.
0: laughs>
1: I just think it's like hilarious that like how fastly they like resolve that person's like IP back to like <laughs> or to knowing that it was
0: assholes. <laughs> Do you imagine how, if it was that easy? One, one yeah. that we would have major issues.
2: <laughs> uh, here's one. Uh, dude started playing Counter-Strike in between a hack. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I don't know who it was, but whoever was typed it in like, launch ca- Counter-Strike.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. You
1: know what my favorite part, though, is like, when, like, back calls Claw's, like, Castle, and is like, oh, I'm right downstairs. And I'm just like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Not today. I'm trying to hack your computer.
0: I'm right re- in the middle of something, actually. So,
1: uh, yeah, this is a really about time. I was like,
2: the only thing that scene was missing was drone footage. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yes. <laughs> All right, yeah, so, we're, so we're we're saying I, that that's not accurate, then.
2: <laughs> we're I gonna... wish
1: that was. Like, damn, <laughs> that was fucking sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, the cyber nuke was like my favorite part because, like, a legit, legit, missile that he was shooting at home. <laughs> and the the icons
2: that they used for the nuke, it just looked like some like clip art that they pulled off the internet. I was
1: like, I was like, that's what like a cyber nuke looks like. I was like, I gotta go like pan this before the guys in Crystal City do. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> oh man, well. This has been a fantastic conversation. Yes, More Jared.
2: Questions. More questions. You talked about diving. I just started yeah. diving this year, nice. and I haven't done a lot of it. I did a week on a sailboat in uh, Nassau. Nassau. I always get that wrong, and get made fun of relentlessly for it. But uh, where do you dive? What's your favorite place to dive? And what kind of diving do you do?
1: Uh, probably my favorite dive has been uh, the USS Vandenberg in Florida Keys. Uh, it I was. It's an artificial reef. Uh, it's I think it was like a former former like communications uh, ship that they basically like stripped down and sunk in like the Florida Keys uh, to take pressure off of the coral reefs. Um, yeah, I think that's probably my favorite dive. Although <laughs> this is kind of funny because like every not every time, but like a lot of times when I'm like diving places, I was like, man, I was like. Spent a lot of money on that DFIR training. I was like, it would really suck to get eaten by a shark right now. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I was like, that would have been a really something to, to, to like <laughs>
0: And then we have to bring it back to breathing and control breathing.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's why it's like diving is like one of like my favorite hobbies because it's like you're very in tune with uh, your physiology. Um, and you're, you're in the situation where you're you're effectively not in control. I guess to an ex- I shouldn't say that. It's not that you're not in control. It's that you have less control. I mean, most people in the DFI industry have a, are, have a lot of control over their lives and are very, I won't say controlling people, but like are very, very type A personality type people that having to let go of that control can be a scary place. So...
0: I don't know anything about that. Definitely not type A. Definitely <laughs> not a control freak. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, with diving, I think it's it's one of those things where you you're in the environment and you're mm-hmm. kind of like basically forced into the situation, not forced in the situation, obviously you chose to be there, but once you're there, like nothing else really matters except like what's right in front of you in the next like two minutes. Right. Yeah. And so it's like it's just kind of a it removes a lot of the outward distractions and helps you like lets you focus on being present yeah
0: so are you being present for like the next two minutes looking out for sharks that are trying to eat you or
2: (laughs) yes yes sharks don't want to run to reefs don't want to like hit other people or make sure your air is still good or i don't know whatever it's just like everything in your world that matters the most Mm -hmm. in that moment is like these things
1: like right here
2: Mm-hmm.
1: yeah i agree <laughs> you look like the words literally right out of my mouth
0: <laughs> well this has yeah. been a good conversation i like it i'm so happy that you're a guest on our podcast thank you so much
1: thank you for letting me come on your show
0: <laughs> absolutely you'll have to come back
1: Woo. Yeah, I was <laughs> <Dave. laughs>
0: All right. Well, for everyone who's listening, you know, if you like the show, give it a thumbs up. Um, We're on all the major different platforms now for podcasts. So that was a small feat. Speaking of small victories, (laughs) getting us there. Um, Mm -hmm. And we'll see you next time.